I want to ask you a question, but I don't want to make you angry. Too late. This is Nora. Nora's putting on a pot of tea. But before she can put on a pot of tea, she's got to find her tea bags. Too late. Hey, welcome to The Bitterest Pill. It's Dan Class. I'm in my garage under the flight path. Hey, Los Angeles International Airport. It is, uh, I don't even know. What? It's like the 20... Jeez, is it really the 28th of January of, uh, of 2016? Is that is that even possible? I'm trying to think if... um, Is this really the first uh, new show of the new year? I, I, I got to tell you something. I'm pretty sure it is. God, that's... I know, that's bad. That's bad, but we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss it at length. Oh, wait, but first, I'm getting a text. Okay. Anyway, it's always good to put your phone. I just put my phone uh, down on my chair between my legs. Always good because if someone texts you during the show, it keeps you in the mood. So how are you? Happy New Year. <laughs> now that it's almost February, I thought I'd stop in and wish you a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I've been... Um, I hope you've been well. I've been... Um, Interesting, to say to say the least. Um, but we'll get to that. So here's a big. Here's the first. Let, let's get to the announcement. So, um, because I don't do the show regularly, okay, and because I would actually like to be doing this whole video streaming thing, and because uh, I'm very lonely, and because uh, of a lot of other reasons. The Bitterest Pill it will very soon officially become part of the Alpha Geek Media Network. Brother and Sisterhood of Shows. AlphaGeekMedia.com, uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, joining the morning stream and Coverville and uh, Cord Cutters and a lot of other shows. Dan has memory problems. Listen, it's Alpha Geek Media. It's a it's a great uh, group of people. Uh, the whole thing is spearheaded by Todd Todd Whitehead. Todd, I have I have I have two Todds. I have two Todds now in my life on a regular basis. It's isn't that kind of weird when suddenly like two. You know what I mean? Like you go from essentially zero active Todds in your life, and then now I get emails from Todd, and I'm like, oh, I wonder which Todd that is. It's just right. It's kind of a new thing for me. So Todd, let's not confuse things. Todd Whitehead graciously invited me to join uh, everyone at Alpha Geek Media. Absolutely honored. So there's basically, so what, what that really means in a nutshell is I will start doing the show on a regular weekly basis at a very specific time, recording the show and simultaneously video streaming that recording. I think Todd's given me about an hour and a half of of streaming time, video streaming time. So at roughly an hour-ish of that will be the bitterest pill. Probably the hour in the middle. Right? And then uh, the half... Am I getting... Is this even real math? No, it wasn't even real math. I guess then the, the remaining half hour, either at the beginning or end... Well, it'd have to be the beginning, wouldn't it? 
Oh, well, darn. Um, anyway, I'll work it out. But the point is, the point is, really, for you, if you care to listen to this garbage, is um, that it'll be coming out on a regular basis. And if you want to stop by, it will. you can stop by while I'm recording uh, at a specific time on the internet and watch me stare into my uh, webcam. Dan Class. Pioneer. No way. So, okay, so that's that. So I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to be part of that uh, group of people. Um, big fans of, well, you know, listen, you know I've been a huge fan of Coverville since day one. Um, Brian, uh, well, we talked about this in the summertime. Brian Ibbett and Scott Johnson do a great morning show called The Morning Stream. And then I wish I could get in my car because then I would completely stop listening to terrestrial radio altogether. As soon as I'm on a data plan that doesn't chart, like, right, doesn't cap my data, I'm on. Um, and there are a lot of really uh, interesting shows, so I'm really honored and thank you. And that'll be starting in a couple weeks. It'll be it'll basically be starting as soon as I can work it out. Okay, techno techno technologically, technologically. Oh yeah. Okay. So so right around the holidays, I guess it was. Um, I shot a couple of very short. Not days, but like short little periods of time on this short film that a woman named Laura Beeson is directing. Written and directed by Laura Beeson. Now, Laura is um, the paramour. Is that a word? I don't even know how to use that. I've never used that word before. It sounds good. It feels sexy. Paramour. No, Laura Beeson. Uh, I know Laura f- from uh, Caleb who directed Bad Egg. Remember Bad Egg? Did you ever see Bad Egg? Is that available, Bad Egg? Where I play a mean guy, kind of maybe may or may not run over a bird. Do you even know what I'm talking about? You remember Bad Egg. Anyway, blah, 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 Laura, blah, 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 wrote a script, blah, 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 wanted me to be in it, blah, blah, blah. I was in it. And we worked for a couple of days on that. And the reason I bring it up is, is, so I had to go over to Laura and Caleb's apartment. Now, they're about, uh, and I hate to put it in these terms, half my age. Okay, no one's counting, but honestly, I think they're probably about half my age. And then the next day I was in their friend's apartment. Again, probably the friend half my age. And apparently people half my age really into vinyl. So I go into their apartment and they have... It's just weird to go into two different residences in 2015, 2016 and see that much vinyl. And I knew it was back because you can now buy it at Barnes and Noble. I mean, I get it, but it's just weird to see that much of it because I haven't really seen that much of it until 19, uh, since 1987, where we all started kind of, you know, putting it in old milk crates from college and, and keeping it in our closets. You know, you know what I mean? Kind of weird. But that was about, see, we, we must have spoken around this time because I was still very excited about, remember last time we spoke, I made a claim about that I thought I knew who was going to play Hunt Solo. And I wasn't going to tell you and I asked you to guess and um, I didn't get any serious guesses. Well, they informed me that I don't know what I'm talking about. My wife doesn't know what she's talking. Nobody knows, like young people that are super into Star Wars. They know exactly what they're talking about. They know exactly who's shooting the Han Solo movie. They know exactly who's shooting Attention Rebel 2 or whatever. 
they know all that stuff. I don't know anything. So when I go in there and say, I know, I know this. My wife talked to someone. He's going to play hunt. Whatever. But then I also asked my wife and I said, hey, wife. Is this information that you have somewhat secret? And she didn't think so. But see, now, but the more, see, whenever I'm going to commit it to podcast, I feel apprehension about it. All right. It turns out, so th- their theory was that the person that I think is going to play Hunslow is not, that's that. That's stupid. It's wrong. He's too, it's not the right guy. But my wife was pretty sure that this person that she spoke with is going to be in a Star Wars movie that apparently is shooting right now. So whatever Star Wars movie is shooting right now, one of the stars of that movie that I don't see any information about that on the internet does voiceover work for a car company that my wife works on. Do you understand? And I've been dry, I'm trying to figure out what this guy is doing in a Star Wars movie, and I can't figure it out. I haven't figured it out. But now, and I was going to say, oh, you know who it is? It's so it's so blah, blah. You know what I mean? I was going to say that. But now I feel like I, because I, you know, do you want, listen, do you want an A-list celebrity slash future Star Wars movie star mad at you for saying something on a podcast or whatever that you weren't supposed to say and outing them as like, uh, you know, whatever? No. You don't. You don't. Right. So I, I, I've said too much. But I did see the new Star Wars. Bravo. I am not nitpicky about that. I was uh, 13 again or 12 again or 14, whatever. However old I was in 1970, whatever it was. I don't really want to think about that because it gets back to the, you know. Yeah. Um, listen, I liked it. I don't care who uh, race parents are. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, wait. If it's Han, if it's Luke, if it's uh, Darth, I, listen, I don't, I don't care. Is she an? Oh, is she a? Is she a Kenobi? Is she a Solo? Is she a Skywalker? Do I care? We'll find out, right? Please. Um. So next next time, so here's the thing. You know, we're not going to get completely into this this time. I want to get into it. There's part of the story I got to go back over, but I think next time I'm going to tell you the story of this guy who owes me money. And as it turns out, I don't like it when there's a guy who owes me money, but there's this guy that owes me money. And uh, I did some work for him and he hasn't paid me all of the money he owes me. Now he took a long time to pay me some of the money and then... He said he was going to pay some of the money at the beginning of November, and that didn't happen. And yet, I, I still, there's still no money. And it's kind of an awesome story because it seems like just a story about a guy that owes me some money. And then it takes this weird turn that I did not expect. And I'm anxious to tell you about that because it's just like one of those freaky things where you realize that <laughs> you can't, you just can't underestimate anyone. But um, I'm currently I'm currently trying to track this guy down, which is what I partly what I why I was so late starting this today is I get I got very focused on trying to detectivize. The neat thing is I know just enough uh, about slander and libel laws that I could tell the story and actually use his real name, and I'm I'm 
really battling with the, the whole, like, should I tell the story? Should I tell the story with a pseudonym? Should I tell the story with a fake name? Should I, you know what I mean? Because I, I got to tell you something. He, he currently owes me $600. I think it might be a $600 story. You know what I mean? It might be worth like, you know what? He's never going to pay me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seal this up. $600. I don't know. We're, we're going to see. But it has a twist that you won't, right? I just like, wow, really? Should have seen, should have, could have seen that coming. Didn't see it coming. You understand? <clears throat> this week, we're going to talk about mental issues a little bit, I think. So, where to, where do you begin? Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so, you know, how, you know how, um, okay, so, you know how, um, I don't do the show every week? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed as a, a listener to this program that I don't actually do it every week? You've noticed that, right? Okay. Well, part, this is so weird to say this. Part of the reason is, and I was just telling this to Jeff McCann. Uh, Jeff, I hope you're. I know. I know you're listening because you told me you were list, gonna listen, and so you're listening. So I was. I told this to Jeff over Facebook or something. The part of the reason that I don't do the show every week is because I forget that I do a podcast. Literally, forget that I do a podcast that I've been doing for twelve years. Like, it'll be Tuesday, and I'll think to myself, oh, yeah, I never did a show last week. And I do that um, pretty much every week. And as you can tell by the fact that it's the 28th of uh, January while I'm recording this, and I haven't said anything into this mic uh, this year. Okay, I think it's a fairly believable statement. But also just, you know, there are all these projects that I start and don't finish. There are all these, uh, you know, I have these really huge ideas and I start kind of hammering and hammering and hammering away at them uh, in complete earnest for a period of time and then something else will come up. And I started kind of catching myself joking, joking, like, I wonder, I, like, do I have ADD or something? You know what I mean? Like, what is your problem? Why can't you... Right? Why is your whole professional... I mean, I do have this, like, thread of things that do get accomplished. But then there are all, there are all these other threads of things that just never... Right? They're just tangent after tangent after tangent. But I caught myself... Um, joking to myself and other people about whether I have like ADHD or something. You know what I mean? Because it just seemed like maybe I do. Now, listen, I've been here for half a century. When I was a kid, that wasn't even a thing. You know what I mean? You just were a daydreamer or whatever. And that was pretty much that. A daydreamer or just a disruptive pain in the ass. And that and that's what you were labeled. And, and, and that was that. So... It's not like <clears throat> that kind of thing is on the tip of your uh, self-diagnostic uh, 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 tongue, right? But then the weird confluence of events. So 
I, so I start serious. So I start catching, so a couple of things are happening. So I catch myself and you know, I'm a weirdo and a, you know that I'm hanging on by my fingertips. You know, that. I mean, I've been fairly upfront about that, right? So I catch myself kind of joking with myself and other people that I might have ADHD. It's all ADHD now, apparently, even if you're not hyperactive, they call it AD attention deficit hyperactive disorder, and then put a caveat at the end if you don't have the hyperactive part. Now, why they would do that? So there's not ADD and AD. I, I, I don't get it. I'm not a doctor. You guys don't need to explain it to me. It's just weird, right? So then one day, kind of out of the blue. Oh, so I caught myself doing making these jokes, but I also kind of caught myself like... Well, first of all, I realized that I self-medicate all day long with diet caffeinated cola beverage, obviously, right? Always trying to find that moment where I, I'm i like, I can think and I don't have a migraine. There's a five-minute window where I could actually get something done, sprint to the keyboard and hope it doesn't crash, okay? But I'm driving around going, you know, like, because I need to be able to sit down. I want to write a book and I can't, I'm having a hard time doing it, like sitting down to do it. And then I sit and do it and I, you know, like, uh, and it sort of gets done, but it kind of doesn't get done. And for someone that sincerely wants to do that and sincerely, sincerely, like, to me, writing a book is actually not that hard. The hard part is sitting still that long and doing it, like actually, how do I put it? It's like not the thinking part that's hard, the writing part that's hard. It's the typing it up part that's hard. It's right. The scribbling and the bibbling part. That's hard. Writing the book, that's done. We, you and I, we've been writing the book for 12 years. It's typing the book up I can't do. And I literally caught myself like, maybe I should go to one of the hundred medical marijuana places in the area, tell them that I can't concentrate or something, tell them that I need to focus. Maybe they can give me a little of their right weapons-grade marahoochie. I smoke a little whatever it's called. I don't even know what the kids are calling it now. There's so many different strains. No, it would probably kill me. But maybe that would at least get me. I'd be able to, I don't know. Can people do that? Can you smoke pot like when your kids are at school and have some period of time where you can actually think and type up your book and get it out of your GD brain? Would that work? So I catch myself doing that. And then weird, weird, just like weird. My wife, Melissa, who... I'm going to be honest with you. I love her. I love her. I love her. I still find her very uh, attractive and enjoyable. I uh, She's a wonderful mother. Not the greatest bedside manner. Okay? A little too much tough love for a, a husband that really sometimes is kind of a baby. But my wife says to me one day, and I don't even remember what brought it up. Maybe I seemed angry again for the 17th time that half hour. She said, listen, I, I, I want to ask you something and I don't, I don't want you to get mad, which as you can imagine, surest way to make someone mad is to ask them or to say, right? I don't want to, I want to ask you a question, but I don't want to make you angry too late. Too late. You don't even, don't even bother answering, right? If you're trying to make me angry, you've done it. Congratulations. Don't, the question part is now no longer necessary. So whether the question makes me angry or not is irrelevant. I'm already pissed off. Thank you. Thank you. 
you'd be so much better just going question and then right asking for forgiveness right but just like i listen i don't want to upset you mm. done now i must have known that it was about my uh, brainial cavity because i thought she was going to say something like i don't mean to i don't want to piss you off or upset you whatever she said i thought i don't know if she i thought she was going to say but maybe you have anger issues <laughs> Or maybe you're depressed because, yeah, or, right? But she goes, listen, I don't want to piss you off, but do you, have you ever thought that you could have ADHD? To which I respond, completely shocking to her, yeah. Like, she thought I was going to get mad and go, what are you talking about? That's for 10-year-olds. And I'm like, no, yeah, I think I do. And I, you know, yeah, uh-huh. I think I do, but I don't think our insurance is going to cover it, honey. So I don't know, uh, right? All these arguments we keep having about all the things that I am not doing to further my career or whatever. And my response is always, we don't, we can't afford new headshots. It's because I'm not joking. And uh, me going to see a shrink at $400 an hour, it isn't really in the budget right now. But we actually did, though, have like this sane talk about that whole thing. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I've been joking around about it a lot. I'm, I started doing a little reading about it. If I don't have it, then it's be a freaking miracle because I like you could write a textbook or I could write a textbook. I could write a textbook on ADHD, except I can't sit down and type for that long. I can't keep the thoughts in my head for <laughs> please. Okay. Now, when I've told you this before, this isn't news. When I have felt depressed, you know, this is the uh, this is the thing I've always thought about mental health issues, and I think a lot of people have mental health issues, or at the very least, I think a lot of people could benefit from seeking some sort of help, some sort of guidance, some sort of whatever, for for certain troubles that they're having. You know what I mean? And stop blaming themselves and just realize, hey, listen, this is you know, it's either nature or nurture. It could be a brain chemistry thing, a blood sugar, you know, right? Get some help. Well, in the past, when I um, have felt kind of, you know, down, down, and thought, I, I got to find somebody that can help me with my, the fact that I feel like I'm in a 12-foot deep pit, um, that's hard. It's very hard to feel depressed and then do research on depression. It's very depressing to read about depression. Okay? Very depressing. Trust me. Equally, if you are someone who thinks they might have attention deficit syndrome, it's very hard to wade through long, long, wordy articles on the internet about how you can't pay attention for long, long periods of time. So then I turned, as I should, of course, always, to podcasts. And the first podcast I found, I don't, I don't remember the name of it, and I would tell you, because I, well, I would tell you. I just don't remember the name. This, this was months ago by now. I mean, this it's been since 
I don't even, this could have been since early December, mid-December, I have no idea. I have a pet peeve about podcasts that do a long introduction. Like when I do my show, I, I'll admit I don't get right to the big story, but I don't do 20 minutes of like sponsorships and acknowledgements and thanking everybody that's written. Like there, there's a, if it feels like the intro, it's the intro. And then if it feels like it might be part of the show, it's part of the show. And maybe I should listen. Maybe I do the same damn thing. Maybe me telling you about Han Solo, that felt like it was part of the beginning of the show. And maybe it felt like the intro. I don't, if it felt like the intro, then I, I got to stop doing that because I hate that. I want there to be an intro and then shut up and get to the point. Especially if I'm listening to a show because I'm trying to get help because I think I have attention deficits. Right? Okay. And these guys just went on and on about how great it was, the journey of writing the book and how much the book has meant to them and I don't know, and all their experiences and going over the resume and all this shit. And I'm like, guys, I just want to know if there's some supplements I can take or a book I should read other than yours because I, clearly your book would kill me. Too many words. So I, I did find some podcasts. Some really great ones. There's there's uh, something that I find really helpful. And if you think for a second that you have some any kind of attention deficit thing, um, it's from Attitudes, A-D-D, Attitudes Magazine has a podcast. I don't even know if it's a real podcast. Is it a real magazine or is it just a website that calls itself? I have no idea. Again, can't sit still long enough really to read that, okay? But... um. They have good, I mean, listen, it kind of sounds like one of those long conference call infomercial type of things, to be honest, but a lot of good information. But, but so, you know, so attention deficit, it's not, it's not just children, it's anybody, but for me, it is um, like, how do I put it? Well, I call it this now, but uh, before I didn't even know, it just, uh, I have too many thoughts. I have too many thoughts and um, I can't control which one wins all the time, right? Which I know it might sound bizarre to you because you're like, damn, but you come in here and talk for an hour, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nonstop, clearly you do not have, like, are you got to be kidding me? Well, pe people, I mean... Like, I have no problem concentrating on things that I want to concentrate on. So if something's new, and this is classic textbook crap, right? If something's brand new, I can concentrate on it for days. For days. If something's new and truly interests me, I can fixate on it. I can hyper-focus. It's kind of the cliche term for it. But I can hyper-focus on it for days or for a week. And I have it constantly being like the trumped up, right? See, I, I, like, I like to use the word Trump, but now it has this whole Donald... I mean, Donald Trump has co-opted completely now. The word Trump. Like, I can't even play Pinochle anymore. But there's like the king thought that just... Right? The alpha thought just keeps... But there's a lot of other thoughts. And you have trouble... I definitely have trouble being the gatekeeper of those thoughts and telling which thoughts to kind of, you know, take a back seat. You know what I mean? And so, like, for instance, when I'm home, 
and I'm a little stressed out about something and I'm trying to concentrate on something, trying to get some food prepped or something or blah, 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 or Melissa's trying to talk to me and the kids are doing something. If my daughter is singing, I go berserk. Berserk. My brain just shuts down. It's not right. That's not right. Right? Why would I be mad that my beautiful 12-year-old daughter that I love more than I can begin to explain to you. Singing in the bathroom like a little bird. Why Why would that make me angry? That clearly is a symptom of some major executive function malfunction that I think might need to be addressed. So I start listening to all these podcasts and it's, and, and, and it's clearly... Something is going on with me because I answer yes to too many of their questions. You, you know what I mean? As far as like starting projects and not uh, finishing them, uh, having piles of unfiled crap everywhere, having losing track of this, losing track of that, paying bills late. Like for someone in with my head, I am doing an okay job because I have responsibilities as a father, as a stay-at-home dad, as a husband. All that's like, yeah, but still, yeah, it's ape shit in here. Okay, so. Okay, great. So I call and I get a bunch of information from a doctor's office that was um, recommended to me by my GP. What do you call it? You know, my internist. Is that is that what it's called? An internist, your regular doctor? Doctor, My doctor, Dr. Ronald Sue. Super doctor, Dr. Ronald Sue recommended me to this group. Because I said doc, I because because I I got bronchitis again. Have we spoken since I had it again? I've had bronchitis twice. Now, did I pass out the first time I had bronchitis or the second time? Now I only went to the hospital that one time. I'm falling apart. Clearly, I am. My warranty has run out, and it's just, it's over. So, so Doctor Sue uh, recommended me to a group. A specific doctor in a group, but she he doesn't take the insurance, so this one takes the insurance. So, blah, blah. so anyway, so I'm, I I got all this information about seeing this doctor. I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to the shrink man, and I'm gonna get this sorted out. This is a priority situation, right? And Melissa and I figure out how we can kind of um, we commit to an FSA. What what does that even stand for? Financial can't even remember now. And this could all be part of the, the fact that I can't remember what FSA is a financial. Come on, Dan. No, I, I don't have any. I don't have it. Anyway, so we figured out, basically, we figured out how to pay for it. It's it's not going to be easy. It's going to come out of our pockets in, in, unless the insurance kicks in, uh, which rely, uh, which requires that I make a certain amount of money through the screen actor, blah, 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 blah the screen actor scale. Okay. So I promised Melissa that I'm going to make an appointment, but I'm kind of waiting for the new year because if I make, you know, the deal was basically if I could have by some miracle received $5,000 worth of residual checks at the end of December, I would have qualified to get bumped up to the better insurance plan from my union. And then I could go to the shrink and then it would all be right. It would all be covered ish co-pays and all that deductibles right but but still it would be covered okay it didn't happen 
Christmas Eve was a mess. And it was all my fault. And in a way, I'd like to blame whatever's going on upstairs, if you know what I mean, in my cranial cavity. Because in a way, you know, when I when I started to kind of self-diagnose, I thought, well, this is good. This means I'm not a, a lazy ass, that I'm battling a condition, and sometimes I win and sometimes I don't win, but it's not me. Like, I, I can actually through this, over this, around, whatever it takes, I can do that, right? By the same token, I can't use that as the scapegoat of like, well, it's just, you know, me, ADHD. You know, I, I can't do that. I can't have just a, like a little sound bite that I play every time, like, whoops, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do that. So Christmas Eve, the plan is um, that we're going to, make a bunch of food and take it to my parents' house. My parents live about an hour south of here in San Clemente. And Melissa's got um, all the stuff she's going to... She's going to stuff some uh, shrimp. And I think we're making red sauce for some reason, but I don't even remember what the red sauce was for. Did we make red sauce? I don't know. We were going to make all this food. We were going to make all this food at our house in the early morning. And then we had some other food and then we we're going to go down there and see my parents and cook, actually cook the food there and blah, blah, blah. Now, as luck would have it, my wife woke up with vertigo. Now, no one knows exactly why my wife wakes up with vertigo, but if she sleeps on her left side, she has vertigo. And I don't mean when she gets up. I mean, period, for the day or the two days or three. Like, it takes a while to go away. I don't know what's going on in there. I don't know what's going on in there. She hasn't gone to the, what do you call it, person? She's gone to a couple doctors, don't get me wrong about this vertigo thing, but she hasn't gone to the whatever blah, blah, blah in your inner ear guy, gal, right? So great. So she wakes up Christmas Eve day, the day we're going to prepare all this food and go to my parents. And for some reason, I'm already having anxiety just about taking all this stuff and going down to my, you know what I mean? Like, eh. she wakes up with vertigo, which means she feels like shit. She can't walk. She's dizzy. She's nauseous from being dizzy. She's a wreck. And I stress out. And I think if I, if memory serves, for some reason, I, I had it in my head that, um, the caffeine was hurting me, that it was making me angry, which it sometimes does. So I wasn't drinking any caffeine, which is a stimulant, which actually may help people with ADHD type of dysfunctions, right? And I don't mean to laugh because it was very serious. I was a wreck. And because I was a wreck, I wasn't aware of the fact, in a way, that I was being a wreck. And I was being an a-hole. And I couldn't 
stop being an a-hole and air like the again with like the singing was making me nuts and the music was making me nuts and i would ask my wife a question it would take her half an hour to answer and that was making me nuts and she was very upset because she had vertigo so she was upset and she was stressing out and so but then i would ask her a question like hey hun so what are we going to do with these with this uh, garlic and she would say well, what I wanted to do with the garlic is I wanted, I was going to chop it up and put it in the thing, but we really shouldn't do that now because of the thing. And then I would say in my brain, please, that's not the answer to the question. I've got to kill myself. There was just something about me asking her questions that I needed, needed the shortest answer possible. And she needed to complain because she was disappointed that things were already off the rails. And so because she wasn't, and I'm not saying she was required to answer me in two word sentences. It's that I like chemically need, right? It was, it was bad. It was bad. And then I'm trying to calm myself down and I'm not, it's not, it just was bad. And we had a huge fight, a huge fight. The kind of fight where you really feel how close to the edge you are of it going completely over the cliff. Now, luckily, I wasn't so stressed out and so far gone and so lost and so angry that I escalated at that point. Because there was nowhere left to escalate to other than over the cliff anyway. It was bad. But she did come with us to my parents. And we had a normal day. But it was definitely one of those days where you're in the position of like actually thinking about how you um, proceed, thinking about if you want your life to continue in the direction it's continuing now, or if you really do want to make a drastic and dire change. To keep the kids occupied... On Christmas Day, or maybe it was the day after Christmas Day, we went bowling. There's a they redid one of the bowling alleys not far from here, and now it's a hipster, expensive, expensive bowling alley. You know how bowling alleys are expensive? Now it's even more expensive, but cooler. <clears throat> so we went bowling, and listen, I still had not been getting along. But I wanted to, legitimately, like really wanted to. And really did not want to tear the family apart. Even though that was completely on the table.
No, I wanted to move forward as a as a unit, as a marriage, and as a family. Definitely. I did not want to get lost in my own head and just sort of go hide somewhere. It's become very popular in this area to buy an old Winnebago and live in it on one of the side streets around here. Apparently that's a thing now. In the last two years, an entire community of Winnebago-dwelling nearly homeless people has sprung up. And as easy as I could see that being, and as possible as I saw that being, I don't want to do it. I want to figure it out. I want it to work. So I've been working very hard, very hard to be very aware of what I'm doing and what I'm feeling, what I'm saying, how that's affecting me. I'm doing literally everything I can. At least I'm trying, trying, trying. I've been taking these, all these supplements that I wrote down and I heard about on the podcast. I've been walking. I've been going to karate. And I made an appointment to see the doctor. Now, I was very nervous about seeing the doctor. Not nervous about seeing the doctor. Actually, I was very excited about seeing the doctor because I want meds. Now, I went my whole life really not wanting meds at all being very against being medicated. I don't want to be medicated. I don't want anything, or rather, (laughs) didn't want anything to change my, well, myself, you know? For better or for worse, I'm used to being myself, and I don't want to change that in a way, in any way, except the fact that being me isn't really completely working, right? When I come in here and sit and talk, it's working. But out there, like the fodder for the podcast, that it's actually real life. That's not working. So, <laughs> so I went to the doctor. And um, that's always interesting, especially when you've been around, uh, you know, as many years as I have, to sit down with someone and explain to them... Um, you know, like all your shortcomings in an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was dead. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I was dead set on getting meds. Right? Dead set on it. I like, I have done my research. Pretty sure I need some uh, methyl phenamdamine, whatever the hell it's called. Methyl. I don't know. I've had too much caffeine. I can't think of what it's called. You know, ri- I need Ritalin. I need consorta or concerta or whatever the hell it is. Whatever that's whatever that pharmaceutical grade stimulant is that's supposed to help people that are the kind of nuts that I am, that's what I wanted. And I was really gung ho about it because I remember long, long, long ago I went and saw a talkie talkie shrink, right? Because I had been legitimately, in my opinion, in my undoctorly uh, opinion, legitimately depressed for a period of time 
enough to scare myself into going to a shrink. And I said to the guy, listen, man, I think I'm depressed. And I think because I was smiling and upright and telling jokes and doing bits, because that's what I do, that he didn't think I was depressed. So he's like, you're not depressed. Listen, whatever. And he told me to, you know, his advice to me was like, well, listen, you know what? Uh, to put your life into perspective, you know that, that you said something about like you got an award for your podcast or whatever. Put that somewhere where you can see it. That'll that'll help. Okay, so let me get this straight. Uh, I feel um, like I'm living in a ditch emotionally. I don't really see how I'm moving forward in life at all and how I'm going to pull this nose dive up before I croak. And your advice to me is to stop looking at Facebook and look at my little trophy for best audio blog winter of 2007 at the cost of $400 an hour. Thank you. So the doctor says, so what's going on? I said, well, listen, I think I have, uh, you know, I, and I had filled out a form, so she had it all in front of her. I said, listen, I think I have attention deficit syndrome, uh, deficit uh, disorder, whatever it's called. Uh, the kind that's probably not so hyperactive since I'm too old for that. You know what I mean? And um, so she said, well, you know, tell me about yourself. So I told her what I do, what we do here, and uh, all that kind of stuff, and what I'm having trouble. You know, there's this book I'm trying to write. I can't type it up. She said, well, have you always had trouble paying attention? And I go, well, what do you mean? Well, you know, in school, yeah. You mean like in college? Yeah, I used to sleep in college. I slept through college. I would sleep for at least a couple of weeks, and then I would just stop going. I saw a friend of mine from college the other... A couple of weeks ago, I saw Danny Zucker. He's a big, he's now a big comedy writer. He, he writes Modern Family. I was at a thing at his house and I was like, Danny, do you remember you and I senior year, we had a philosophy class together. I came for like a week or so and then I showed up for the final and sat down next to you and you gave me this look like, what the hell are you doing here? To which apparently he responded, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to that either. Um, Well, did you, did you pay attention in elementary school? Listen, man, I didn't pay attention. They explained everything, and then they would keep explaining it until I zoned out. And then three weeks later, I would start paying attention again, and I didn't know what they were talking about. But if at the beginning of every school year in math, you talk about sets and subsets for two weeks, two weeks, then, then, you're, then I'm, uh, I'm a goner, okay? We've got to either pick up the pace... Or we got to do like, a, I don't know what, write songs about math or I don't know what's going on. But we can't just sit here and talk about like what is a subset for two weeks. So we talked about all that stuff. We talked about depression. We talked about anxiety. I don't even think about anxiety that much. But I did say, well, like, for instance, when I went and saw, when I went over to Danny's house, now he's a very successful guy. So, uh, I, you know, I do, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a little, t like, oh, we went, a bunch of friends of ours, uh, friends of ours from college met over there. And, you know, this one's like a celebrity priest. And this one's a big uh, muckety muck of Paramount and Danny's Danny. And uh, this one does uh, another promotions company that she's doing or whatever. But I'm like, but listen, 
Is it normal to have anxiety about seeing old friends of yours from college? Because it's not like they're going to be mean to me. You know what I mean? I'm going to drive a couple of miles. I'm going to show up with a bottle of wine. We're going to eat pizza and laugh at each other and ourselves. And we're going to have a blast for like two hours. Why am I worried about doing this? That's not rational, right? So she's right. She's writing all this stuff down. I got to tell you, by the end of it, I don't... I, good luck to her. That's all I... Right? Good luck, doctor, figuring out where to begin with me. Do you start with the, like, right? Fear, anxiety, and loathing, and depression. Well, this is becoming a Todd Solon's movie, but you know what I mean? Like, where... I don't know. Where do you even begin? Because sometimes... Those other things are um, creating what seems like ADHD. Sometimes ADHD is creating that. You don't know what's the chicken and what's the egg, what's the horse and what's the cart. So whatever. So she, so the doctor, she being the doctor, talked to my wife. And she said to me, can I talk to your wife? And can I talk to Ron Sue? And she's I'm like, yeah. And I signed some forms. Blah, blah, blah. A couple days later, she calls my wife. She says to my wife, well, listen, I wanted to just get your opinion of what Dan says is going on. Is, is this happening? Yes. Is this happening? Yes. Is this happening? Yes. Is this happening? Yes. Yes. So she says, okay, listen, I'm going to write you a script for whatever it's called. You know, it's not Ritalin, but Ritalin. You know what I mean? It's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stimulant. Again, the fact that stimulants... Oh, we're talking about my sleep, too. She doesn't know if I have, like, freaking narcolepsy. We don't know what's... Trust me. Is it ADDD? Is it narcolepsy? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Are you just a psychotic class? Like, what is your problem? But so she said she was going to give me a prescription for whatever you... Concerta? Is that it? Methylphethylene? I don't know. So I was thrilled. I was excited. I was like, yes, as soon as possible. I want to start taking these uppers, man, because I want to, right? I want my head right. I want to be able to focus. But here's the weird thing. So we were going to see a bunch of family at my parents' house on Christmas. And we... I had decided, and I talked to Melissa, and she's like, yeah. I decided I was not going to tell my parents. I was not going to tell anyone in my family what was going on with, like, seeing a shrink or any of that stuff. No way. My parents get very uptight about it. Other family members get uptight about it. You know what I mean? Like, you just, just, let's not go there. Not everyone is a crazy Hollywood nut job. Some people, right, like to keep that stuff private, not think about it, not feel blamed for it, whatever. So I wasn't going to, you know. So I wasn't going to say anything. So we had made this agreement that I wasn't going to say anything at at Christmas. And literally a couple of days before Christmas, I get an email from a family member. And the email is like, it was so blind. They sent it to me so blind with like no explanation. It was just like the title of the email was adult onset attention deficit or something like that. Adult activated attention deficit. 
That's all it said. That's all it said. And then a, a link to a YouTube video. And so I watched the video and this video is like an old woman in a, this a little tiny apartment. I think it was British because everything was just so small, like really like British kitchen small. And like, this is Nora. Nora's putting on a pot of tea. But before she can put on a pot of tea, she's got to find her tea bags. On her way to find the tea bags, she realizes that the broom has not been put away. So as she's putting the broom away, she realizes that someone's left the garden gate open. She goes outside to close the garden gate and realizes that her plants need watering. She waters the plants and realizes that the suns go down and it's time for bed and she never had her cuppa. Something weird like that. But the idea was that this lady goes from like half task to half task and is very busy all day, but never actually makes her cup of tea or whatever her big project was. It was something bigger than that. So I'm watching this video and I'm like, oh my God, that is exactly me. Except the cup of tea is writing the book or the cup of tea is turning this stupid podcast into a TV show with Todd or something. And all that other stuff is what I do, whether it's the laundry or researching this guy that owes me money that we're going to talk about or, 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 um, Oh, trust me, trust me. It's an endless list. You don't even want to know the list of things that I do, right? And it's usually, you know, it's shopping for this or shopping for that or research. Oh, you know, I should research the entire career of Louis Prima. If I need to know everything there is to know right now about Louis Prima. That kind of thing, right? So I'm like, ha, ha, ha. So I write back to the person that sent it, this family member. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. How do you know what I mean? Like, why are you, why are you, why are you sending me? Is it that obvious that that's what's been happening here? And you're kind of like little tapping me on the shoulder. Like, Dan, you know, see anything you recognize in this little video? You're the British woman, by the way. So I write this person back and they're like, no, 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 no. Oh no. That's me. They say about themselves. The person that I didn't want to tell about the ADHD thing, they're like, oh, oh, no, dude, I thought, no, I, th I think I have that. Oh, you think you have that? And I'm like, yeah, I think I have that. Are you kidding? And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I think I have that. So the doctor gives me the prescription. And then her office puts it through. And then my health insurance uh, rejects it because I'm too old to have ADHD, apparently, according to the, again, like the bias that only kids have attention problems is just freaking hilarious. So it takes literally, I think, two weeks between the time I saw the doctor to the time I had the bottle in my hand. Two weeks! Two weeks! And I keep having to call the doctor's office like, did, did, did they straighten out the insurance or whatever? Listen, I, I know psychopaths call your office all day. And I guess I'm now one of them. Can you, can we, hello? You know what I mean? Let's straighten this out. Now, my dream was, obviously, as you can imagine, I'm going to start taking this medication. I'm not going to have to drink Diet Coke all the time. It's going to give me that little five-minute window that I can sometimes hit with the Diet Coke, except I'm going to have that for 12 hours. 
12 hours. Now, of course, by the time I get the meds, I have a cold. And because I have a cold, I'm afraid I'm going to get bronchitis. So I am taking cold medicine to dry myself up so I don't get bronchitis. So I'm wired already on cold medicine and I'm sleeping well because I'm on cold medicine. But I don't care. I'm taking this damn whatever it is, stimulant thing, right? So the first day I take it, yeah, I was really, I wasn't even really sure what to do about this because it was the same day that my daughter is performing in the most prestigious dance competition she's ever been in. It's been the focus of our existence since she signed up for the damn thing. Y-A-G-P, Youth America Grand Prix. It is like she's never competed. Competed, is that a word? She's not, right, at this level, it's like serious, serious. And she has to do a ballet solo, which she's never done before. These really, they're apparently these super traditional ballet solos called variations. So she has to do a variation. And then in a couple of days, she'll do her modern thing, right? So I'm really torn. Like, should I be amped up on consortia or whatever this stuff is called and go and try to sit and watch ballet solos for an afternoon in Long Beach? Or should I wait? But I've been waiting now for two weeks. So I can't, I can't not take it, right? So I'm getting really melodramatic, I know. And I'm like, I'm going to take it because I'm going to start messing with my brain, man. And I'm really worried. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it, but I'm going to be, ta- I'm going to take it while I'm driving by the beach. That'll be so peaceful in me. I'll remember this moment. This is, I'm really turning my life around. I'm really going to, really going to conquer this thing. And I'm going to take my my Ritalin at the beach, <laughs> whatever. But I didn't want to pull over because I didn't want to be a Gilmore girl about it. You know what I mean? So I didn't even pull over and I'm just like, all right, I'm driving by the beach, whatever. <laughs> I, I took whatever it was, right? Yeah, it's not, th- it's not that great. I got to tell you something. Uh, Friday, I don't even remember. I'd have to look at my notes and it's not worth looking at right now. I, whatever. You know what I mean? Friday was like, I thought it was going to be wired out of my ass because it's a, it's a prescription stimulant. Eh, you know, whatever. It was fine. It was fine. So I took it again Saturday and, you know, I've been taking it for whatever it is now, a week. I got to call the doctor tomorrow because she wanted to talk to me after it'd been a week. So I've been taking it for a week. But Saturday and Sunday, though, I got to tell you something. All right. At first, I thought I was just a little out of it, okay, which I know seems weird. Again, there's this contradictory thing where someone with an attention deficit hyperactive disorder, you give them a stimulant, but it actually does something to, I don't know if it helps release dopamine or something, but it actually calms them down. So I was actually feeling a little calmer, right? And at first, I thought I was a little out of it. And then I started to get used to it and I realized, no, Dan, it's not that you're out of it. You're having fewer thoughts. Like, it's as if your brain is usually operating on like 64 different tracks. 
and each track is being used, but not necessarily playing the same song. Okay? We're using a recording audio metaphor. Couldn't begin to tell you why. But it's like you're used to people like playing back or trying to record or whatever, 64 tracks, but it's like three or four different songs. And now it's maybe only one and a half or two songs on like a 16 track. And you can kind of manage which, right? Like maybe it is actually working. You're just feeling a little lonely. Because it was true. Like I was still able to, like I had to write, I have to write all this stand-up material for this thing I'm doing Sunday. Um, like on Sunday, I was just staying around, waiting around, you know? Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll start writing down some uh, stand-up material. Boom, 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 boom. Just, you know, pumping the, pumping it out. Because I wasn't having all my, I wasn't being distracted by like all my other random thoughts. Now, granted, some of those random thoughts might be valuable, but I can't afford to like try to harvest every random thought and as a result, harvest no random thoughts. So instead, I'm really completely up for having fewer random thoughts, but harvesting the majority of the random thoughts. Does that make sense? So I'm really, I'm actually kind of peaceful at this huge, crazy, pressure-filled dance competition on Sunday. I'm walking around, I'm thinking about material, I'm thinking about Tai Chi, I'm so excited for my daughter, there's crowds, I don't care, whatever, whatever. But the stuff really only lasts about 12 hours in theory, and for me, probably about 8 hours in practice. And so by the time it is time for the awards ceremony and to say who did what and how well they did and uh, I am crawling out of my skull. I no longer have the patience to be there. I just want them to give my daughter her little certificate or her patch or her paperweight or whatever the hell they're going to give her and I want to get the hell home. But I'm not in a situation where I can go home. I'm in a situation where fabulous people that love themselves very much get to talk on a microphone for a long time presenting awards to dancers. My God. So apparently the main MC of the awards thing was this fabulous dancer Broadway star who... Um, I'm not sure anyone there knew who she was. She, in her own mind, is the biggest star on the planet. She is the most fabulous French woman of African descent. She has this gigantic teased out afro. One of my daughter's friends said she looked like she was in the Hunger Games. Like she was the one that had to read the list of who got to go kill each other, right? She's holding a puppy. That's how fabulous she is as she's talking on and on. And and listen, I'll admit, when I'm having some post-stimulant come down thing, I find like self-congratulatory French stick figures very irritating. I, I... I admit it, I'm not proud of it, but there's just something about a fabulous dancer, Broadway star who thinks she's hilarious and is not mon ami. Ne pas 
uh, how do you say funny in French? I don't know French. Je suis fatigué, mon ami. Vite, vite, allez. Let's go, I'm tired. Comprendez-vous, s'il vous plaît, pour revoir. So now I'm at a point where that's how I tell if the medication is working. Not by how good I feel, but how right when I realized that I used to feel better and now I feel like crap. Because once the regular week came and I was home alone just to do things like the laundry and change the court date again for taking this guy to court that I need money from, right? And um, researching college prep courses and doing financial aid paperwork and all that stuff. Apparently the meds are just not working because I'm still just wandering around this house. Like I don't like my head is detached. Like it's not working anymore. So I don't know if in two days I just like became immune to it or my expectations are too high or I, it's not as simple as just taking, I don't know. I don't know. But trust me, this medication, if nothing else, is not going to ruin the podcast because I'm still nuts. I'm still drinking way too much Diet Coke, apparently. Again, still. Oh, it was such a shame because Sunday was so great because I really felt like I could think. And then, you know, I got kind of tired around three or four every day and I had like a little bit of Diet Coke and just kind of kept me going. And right now it's, I don't even know what day is. Is today Thursday? Today's Thursday. And it's like I haven't been taking anything. I think. Maybe it's a little better. Maybe it's a little better. Maybe it's just that I just, maybe I just have some disorder where if I have to do something I don't want to do, my brain shuts off. I have no idea. I have no idea. But the family's been very supportive. Or rather, my wife has been very supportive, I should say. The kids don't know anything about it. They don't need to know anything about it. Someday they'll need to know about it because I have to assume, just statistically speaking, at least one of them is dealing with their dad's brain. Just like at least one of them deals with my hypoglycemia. Hopefully none of them will have to deal with my hairline. So far so good, but you know, Hudson's only 16. And I think things are okay with Melissa. She says that, um, you know, that she sees that I'm working hard. And she seems very positive and very supportive. I just wonder if it's just been too much for too long. And there will always be. As with maybe every marriage. I don't know. Um, fissures that will just always be there. You know? When you're young and you meet someone and you get married, the whole world is your oyster and you think you're all going to be so perfectly happy and so perfectly healthy and financially and emotionally secure and taken care of and, and life doesn't always go that way. And I wonder if that's part of the trick of surviving is getting through the realization that life is just what it is and not what you hoped 
that each day is just what that day is, regardless of what your plans were for that day. And you have sway over that day, which not to say you're the victim of that day, but just rather that day just simply is that day. And that year, that year, and that lifetime, that lifetime. Hopefully we can live in the present and still hope for the future and not get too weighed down by disappointments of the past. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know uh, how my meds are working next week. Alright, that has been The Bitterest Pill. Uh, my name is Dan Class. I'm in my garage, as always. Under the flight path. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. I think a couple of people actually watched. I'm sorry. <clears throat> next, Maybe next time I'll... I should have a puppet guest sometime. <laughs> that we could do. Um, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Uh, so, yeah, the Alpha Geek Media thing starts soon. Hopefully that will get me on track to... Um, not hopefully it will. It just will because I'll be beholden to the system and to the schedule um, to do a weekly show at a very specific time. I will, of course, let you know as soon as I know. I'm going to look at the schedule right now and see if I can find an opening that will work and uh, get that all, you know, figured out. We'll do it. So if you can stop by on those days, please do. Um, and, of course, as always, um, the Bitter's Pill is made possible really completely uh, by patrons uh, who help finance the show through Patreon, patreon.com. I think it's Patreon. I think the show is specifically patreon.com slash Class at the moment. Um, if you can support the show in any way, uh, please do. Uh, we have a new supporter this week. Um, yeah, who? Hold on a second. I got to I gotta check in with this, with this CEO of Jacket Media. Hey, um... Who are the shout-out people this week? Because I think we've got a new shout-out person, don't we? The Bitterest Pill is made possible by patrons like Rob Houston, Dave Jackson, Mike Scott Hamilton, Harold Goldner, Flores, Tom Carroll, David Chase and Gerard Corchines, Chris Class, Scott Mercer, and new patrons Megan and Jeff Short. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting the show. I wouldn't have to go through all that if I would just get the list before I do the show and then I could read the shoutouts live from like a piece of paper or something or from my screen. But because my computer will crash if I look at the screen too much, <laughs> I'm just going to do it that way and whatever. Damn the torpedoes. Anyway. All right. So thank you to all those people and everybody who uh, contributes through Patreon. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, please give it some thought. 
However, uh, I do appreciate everyone who listens and uh, stops by the video che- uh, feed whenever we do that. Um, you know, as always, it's uh, thebitterestpill.com. D. What's my email address? Oh, pill. Pill at danclass.com. Uh, you know how to find me on Twitter, Dan Class, Facebook, Dan Class. I don't use Instagram. What's Reddit anyway? Shouldn't I? Wasn't I supposed to figure out what Reddit was like uh, ten years ago? I don't even know what Reddit is. They might. If I talk about this too much, they may kick me off of Alpha Geek before I even start. <coughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and um, I will hopefully talk to you next week. And then uh, I think we're going to start the Alpha Geek schedule. Hopefully, in a couple weeks. I just got to figure out all the TV stuff. You know what I mean? Like all the video part of it. And then we'll do a thing. Okay, man? All right. All right. Thanks for downloading the show. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. 